0: Hi, this is Helena Hart, and welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you tap into your feminine energy and shift your vibe so you naturally start attracting and creating more of what you want in all areas of your life. And today, I'm so excited. I'm talking with Rory Ray. Welcome, Rory. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, hi, Helena. I just always love talking with you. This is going to be so much fun. I'm sure
0: everyone's familiar with Rory. She's a world-renowned relationship expert. She has tons of programs that have helped millions of women all around the world. And I'm so excited to dive into this topic. Oh, by the way, Rory is actually the person who taught me everything I know about how to be a dating and relationship coach. We can talk a little more about that as we get into this topic. But let's just dive right in, Rory. We're going to talk about feminine energy today. And I know you have a new concept called sanctuary relationship that we want to get into too. But what's the first thing you have to say about tapping into your feminine energy and radiating that out? So, You just naturally become a match to everything you want in life.
1: This is going to be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First of all, you know, there's a whole history to this whole concept of feminine energy. There were women before me that started talking about it from Shirley Luthman. She passed the baton to Shakti Gawain. And then there was Pat Allen most recently who wrote great books that helped us so much in differentiating feminine energy in quotes from masculine energy. And then what I felt at that point that drove me into, you know, doing what I've been doing all this time is there was never a sufficient how to, how, how does it feel to me to be in my feminine energy? I understand that I'm supposed to be there, but how? How do I do it when I feel stressed? How do I do it when I'm at work? How, what does this mean? And I feel like it's all the rage now talking about what that is. And it's so easy to make a, an intellectual concept about it, which is the exact opposite of feminine energy. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> true. That is so true. Oh my gosh.
1: Exactly. So my, my thought is that we are in transition. My sense, my feeling is that we are in a transition because when, when all of this was beginning, this concept of feminine energy, we were also, as women, embroiled in this idea and this need to get equality Financially and in the workplace, we've been struggling all this time. So, what we see now is all masculine energy in the workplace. Success is aligned with what six, uh, masculine energy looks like. And it becomes very confusing to us. We feel we have to, and I felt this way not that long ago. We have to switch hats. We have to be like men at work, suit up. And then we, have, we get to be like women when we are in romantic situations. And you know what? That does not work. I know you know it doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. and we all know it doesn't work, but we don't know how to be different because the world is built, success, businesses, unless they're all female businesses, and you know even then, built on this concept of masculine energy, of control, of mastering things, of order, of structure, all of those things, and we all feel lost without that stuff, because the alternative feels like chaos, right? And Absolutely. Yet, yes, the chaos is what feminine energy is. So we could start with that. For me, the origin of the universe, the Big Bang, whatever started the spark of life, whatever moved us all through space, regardless of whether you believe in a creator or not, makes no difference the movement the beginning of it and if you are a cosmology kind of want to be like me it is all violent and strange and seemingly chaotic to me that is the origin of feminine energy that is what we are growth movement birth expansion that is feminine energy and you don't get there through structure top down online um chapter by chapter organization, that is masculine energy. And it's hard to imagine being at work and being in life and handling kids from anything but that energy. So I give you a moment to kind of lead me into where I should go from there. I just would
0: as- love to talk about all of that. I mean, I know I can feel in myself when I start to get burned out or exhausted. It's like I'm trying to fit myself into this sort of masculine energy paradigm of pushing and <laughs> striving, you know, even in work. I mean, I would say I built my whole business just following my feminine energy, making it up as I go along, following my impulses of what feels fun and, you know, what I feel inspired to to talk about. And that's very different than what most people do. But it's been incredibly successful for me. And I've had so much fun doing it. So I would love to hear your take on that, too.
1: Well, you are an absolute goddess and standard for being in your feminine energy success. And I think that's why you're so beloved. One of the many, many reasons why you are so beloved. But, you know, really allowing yourself to go the way you have gone and the way I have always been. And sometimes it leads to moments of anxiety. And I've noticed that as I get older, my hormones moving around. And maybe some of you out there are feeling the same thing, that anxiety and speediness and adrenaline stuff, adrenaline become a part of your daily um, bodily functions. And having to work with that, as well as the insistent feeling that we should be Behaving like men in an orderly, uh, organized, uh, you know, build that funnel sort of way. And it really does not work for us women. And what I've discovered is all you need to do in a moment that seems frantic, in a moment that seems dead endy, in a moment that seems like it needs some guidance to sink down and drop down and hang out in the whole that of chaos that is spinning through you instead of trying to avoid it or trying to apply order to it. Uh, I'm feeling like I'm going to cry this moment because as you start to sink in, your feelings start to surface and that's feels like the opposite of what you should be doing. And that is the first step you should be doing the first step of healing and getting to this place of peacefulness. that is also feminine energy. This place of kind of gravity-less, this place of floating, this place of uh, moving from your emotional instinct and letting it follow through. I really, because of the structure of the fact that I allowed another, a publishing company to essentially run me, so all I had to do was talk. All I got to do was talk. And so I'm used to feminine energy being my success. Well, when I decided to build uh, RRCT, the coach training, and now Siren School, which is a big platform for all of my coaches in training, and also a place where women throughout the world are now able to afford private coaching with my methodologies, this became a big thing that I was creating. And I really only started delving into social media like in March of this year. And I can see how it feels to people when nobody's paying attention to you and when things aren't working and when what happened, I just did a podcast and nobody's listening and, and looking at your numbers on a daily basis and how all of a sudden it's so easy to slip into masculine energy. And all of my students and the women I talk to, I can feel their hearts racing. I can feel their voices moving quickly. I can feel myself wanting to talk fast and all of that is just a response i think to this masculine energy world uh, that builds our adrenaline and totally puts us off of feminine energy so what would be the opposite where you and i could just say following the fun follow the good feelings and in order to do that you have to find them so if you're a little depressed and you're a little under the weather and you're a little tight and you feel tired and you feel undone because you're not making money at this very moment, or the man is not calling you at this very moment, and you can feel every part of you wanting to control everybody else's movements, at that moment, that's when you just get on the floor. You just stop. You close your eyes, look at the ceiling, and you basically see how difficult it is to do that how difficult it is to stop the machine inside and to just look at the ceiling, to look at the clouds. If you can lay outside, that's phenomenal. Look at your finger. Look at all the things you never notice. Uh, The pimple on your face that's coming out to tell you something. What your food looks like. All the hairs on your dog. I'm looking at my own. What a shoelace looks like when it's tied. Those are the things we never think of and if you can start to do that and see how you are fighting that that's the masculine energy fighting your feminine and all you have to do is just sink into that shoelace sink into the dust on a table sink into a smell you smell and just do that non-stop and you'll start to feel your breath get steady you start to feel your muscles pulsing You'll start to feel the pain of a man. You'll start to feel the frustration of work. And then you just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And we can talk more about that. But we can also move into the sanctuary relationship from here if you want. But maybe you have a question.
0: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say when you were talking about, you know, sinking in and looking at the clouds in the sky or a blade of grass like that would actually make you incredibly attractive to a man who's standing in front of you, too. Right. I mean, this works to pull everybody in the man you want, the money you want, really everything, the career opportunities.
1: Yeah. Let's go into a million situations. Here. <laughs> I bet you know, tons of them. Uh, I am such a type A person that I have been a type A woman, a get it done, that I have, the fact that I have learned to not be that person is major. If I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it out there, (laughs) no matter how frantic you feel. If I was able to do it, you can do it. Same here.
0: I say that all the time.
1: (laughs) Yes. So what we do is this. So first of all, you're late, you know, and you feel yourself, eh. case okay. or there's a man in front of you and he's not doing anything oh there's silence something triggers you to feel that you have to do something right that's always the situation i have to call him maybe and then we start analyzing or he's handsome what do i do now the questions the prompts are what do i do now how should i handle this what do i need to do uh and the answer is nothing it's always nothing so when you find yourself asking yourself a question or trying to analyze a situation, your first thing you need to do, and I have these kind of six tools. I call them the love forever tools. They're sort of the basis of everything. And the first is the catch, which is I just got to catch it. I just got to catch myself in my head. I got to catch myself wanting to say something. I got to catch myself wanting to impress that person. I got to catch myself wondering how well my hair looks. I've got to catch myself wondering what he's doing or tuning out of him. I got to catch myself wanting something. And that is what you want to really zoom in on. Second, you catch yourself trying to make something happen. There is a want underneath that. There is a desire. That's where you want to go. So stop analyzing the situation. Drop down. If you have to, you know, sit against the chair, let your whole body relax in the chair, let your legs go. If you're sitting with a guy or if you're on the phone with him, and see if you can feel your toes, see if you can actually feel the blood, feel in your, in your body, see if you can feel the movement in your body, and see if you can relax all the muscles at once, just let them go, like a limp rag doll. You can do that at dinner with a guy, and you'll just look glowy, just literally, you're no longer standing up straight, you're not holding in your tummy at all, you're letting it all hang. You're like shaking your body. You're letting it shake itself out. You're not in any way um, following the the masculine interest in correcting and uh, organizing yourself. Instead, you catch that organizing principle and you let it go. And you just look at a fork. You pick up the fork and you look at it. You look in his eye. You literally pay attention to something that seems unimportant. And you... Also, at the same time, check your shoulders. They're usually up when you feel your masculine energy. Let them just fall down. So the words are fall, soft, drop. Not do this. Fall, soft, drop. Let, you know, just go, move. Anything that feels kind of um, so multidimensional that it doesn't have a boundary, that's why I don't even like the word boundaries. Uh, that people use. It's, it's all an organizing principle that keeps you from your real feminine self. So now you're just your whole body. You're in tune with it. You're letting it go. You feel like a a lump of flour. You just feel like, you just feel completely loose. And then you just listen to him and you just listen to him and you completely activate your curiosity Instead of your thoughts, your curiosity is like a desire. I want from him. I want, I want, I'm curious. What do I want? What do I desire? Well, you might feel turned on. You might feel excited. That's, that's the first big step. Just find your desire, find your want, find the bottom line of why you're trying to create all this order. So I'm not sure I'm, i I could just talk by myself here. So oh I don't want to do gosh. that. I, Please. I always
0: get so lost in what you're saying that I forget we're even doing an interview and I have to <laughs> gather my thoughts. I don't know if you can hear it, but there's some construction going out, on outside of our house and I caught myself being up in my head. You know, can you hear that on the recording? Is this, you know, am I going to have to try and edit? And then when you said that about your shoulders, I'm like, my shoulders are all, you know, they're all tense. And I felt like my, my back of my right shoulder was had a big ball, like muscle <gasps> tension and and I just dropped it and and it, that just solved everything for me right there. <laughs> so this can be happening moment by moment. And I think that's the best answer I've ever heard. Anyone say to what do you do when you're in front of a man and you are up in your head because you don't know if you're in your masculine? You're trying to be feminine, so that was beautiful. I think everyone should just rewind that and <laughs> listen to it over and over. That was so great. Is there anything else you you have to say on that specifically, or do you want to move into your new sanctuary relationship concept? Let's
1: let's, let's keep going with this because I yeah. think that this is what your people want. This, the sanctuary relationship is more relationships, so we're talking more about dating now, which I think is really important. Uh huh. I
0: would love to hear more on this.
1: All right. Well, okay. So you catch this and you cannot help but get out of your masculine energy when you pay attention to your body. So you let it kind of, you feel it and it'll start to tingle and there may be like little sparks inside and you may breathe weird, but you'll also notice your voice will go lower. (laughs) Your voice will change. And this is a great, great exercise I give to everybody. Take your hand now and like, put it flat like you're chopping at your neck. So your next separate your head from your body. So this spot in your neck, figure everything from the the neck up, that's masculine energy and everything below. It's your feminine energy makes it simple, right? So if you're like, if you can feel like everything in your body is kind of above this place where your hand is, that's what it is. Your voice goes higher you yeah whatever all this stuff happens it's all in your head now just use your hand as like a gauge and move it down your body and just keep talking hi i'm talking and my voice is going and my hand is moving down my body move it down into your belly move it down all the way down to your thighs can you feel the difference it's like you're dropping down it's like a little it's like a a light switch (laughs) a dimmer switch so you're just going down and once you do that you'll feel so much more in control but not in a masculine way. It's like you're noticing and your hand, use your hand. Then you can also use objects. You use a glass of water at dinner, hold on to it. See how, you know, use the water as your, as your anchor, as, as the thing that, that sets you into the, into the room, into the floor. Uh, feel the gravity of your feet on the floor. You can actually sort of hit the floor while you're talking to him. You know, you can touch a tabletop. As soon as you connect with an object or something that feels solid, and remember, nothing's solid. Everything's molecules. It's all air. So as soon as you touch something and you make it feel solid, it's like you connect with the solidity. And you can lean on it. Go ahead. Melt into the countertop. You know, melt into a necklace you're holding around your neck. Just dissolve into it. Something that feels solid. Rather than trying to go up in your head, feel something solid. If you're sitting in a chair, put your hand on the chair. Sometimes your hand will get a better sense of of an anchor than than sitting or any other part of your body. You can kind of feel yourself anchored to the planet, and then you can just let yourself fall. Just go ahead and try it. Try it with your best friend. Try it when you're worried about something and then I guess the next step that you would like to talk about is how do you make decisions from there right
0: absolutely I would love to hear about that I'm doing this right along with everyone and I feel more kind of weighted to the earth rather than being up in my head spinning thoughts anxiety analyzing it's like taking all of those thoughts and I just felt them drop down into my body and and I can feel the difference between being you know from the neck up versus the neck down so that was beautiful
1: well, I'm so glad you have the experience. And when I talk about it, I get to do it too. You can feel me relax more. Um, you know, and this way you don't have to be giving orders to yourself. You don't have to say masculine energy go away. Masculine energy is just a part of the whole thing. Masculine energy helps you stand up. It helps you walk across the room. It helps you drive in the car. But it doesn't run you if you allow yourself to fall in love with your man, your masculine energy. And fall in love with your feminine and allow yourself to live within this chaos a little bit more into what I call a soup of your emotions. Don't try to pick your emotion. Feel the anger, the terror, the anger, the frustration, the rage, and feel the love and the want and the desire. I think we started with that, right? The desire, I want to feel loved. I want somebody to touch me and I want to feel it. So we want those. So instead of trying to get it, which is the next automatic step we take, stick with the feeling. I want, I can feel it. Oh, my God, I'm turned on by this man. Oh, my God, I want to smile. Oh, I can just feel it. Just go with the feeling in the body. And that is what chemistry is to a man. <laughs> hmm. When you do that, it's like oxytocin flows into him from you, and he is just mesmerized. To us, it feels like disorder. To us, it feels like chaos. To us, it feels scary because we feel sad in a moment when we don't think we should be feeling sad. It, it makes no difference. And when you practice it in high-stakes situations, you will start to see how it works. Because all of a sudden, he's like glued. His poor guy, every guy you meet is a poor guy. He is just completely in his head from moment to moment throughout his day. He has no sense of what life really is. He doesn't. And he has never had a right to his emotions from the time he was a child, what what boys have been through. He has no idea. And he's relying on you, my dears. He's relying on you for his emotional life, for his emotional ballast. So if you're feeling yourself in your head and wanting to cut yourself off from your emotions, just remember you are his lifeline. Don't go where he is. Stay where you are and allow him to be pulled into you. So I just got the the shivers from it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You talk about him being mesmerized and just can't get enough of you. That is very, very true. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: He will literally fall into you. That's what falling in love means. He will literally fall into you if you fall into you because you become this vast, uh, I want to say, abyss of chaotic, emotional gorgeousness that to him is what he is absolutely missing in his life. And he'll just fall right into it. He'll fall right into you. And it's the opposite of trying. So I, th- I, I hope you all got good stuff out of that.
0: Yes. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about some of those concepts you shared before. So I know everyone's going to love that. And then making decisions from that place you mentioned. Anything else you want to say there? Because I think that's brilliant. I love that you said it's not about doing away with your masculine energy. You're trying to squash it down. It's about falling in love with it all and living with it all, right?
1: Yes. The decision making is such an enormous new experience when you do it from feminine energy so let's just start simple you're feeling pulled you're feeling torn you don't know whether you want to go to the store or stay home you don't know whether you want to go with this guy or stay home you don't know whether you want to say this or text this you don't know usually let's say it's between two options but how about it's between way more options maybe there's more things that you could have in the decision making plan so for now let's just say it's hard it's just two two choices um i uh i suffer every time i give a vaccination or not give a vaccination to my dog because i am deeply deeply embedded in authority i was brought up to believe in masculine authority to the extent that I didn't know who I was I didn't know what I wanted I never knew how to speak up for myself and that's how rebellion is born but I never rebelled so for me learning who I am and what I feel and feeling power in that feminine and making decisions is a whole new can of worms and I think that it's new for most most women you know decisions have always been made by others or by our thoughts so what i do is i sit and i go how does that decision feel what if i do that and actually play act it out for myself how would i feel well i usually would feel a relief at first because i said first choice was i don't do this (laughs) so i feel Mm -hmm. a relief i don't do it and then i start to feel worried and then it And go through the whole thing. I go worried and anger and, oh, my God, oh, I'll be wrong. Somebody won't like me. Oh, what do they say? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that won't work. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but then I felt relief. Well, that can't be right. Well, what's the other option? Well, I do that. What do I feel? Oh, I feel so stressed. I feel so worried. Oh, my God, I overstepped. Oh, I did this. There's all those second-guessing things. So you can't just make a decision right from the beginning. So I call this percolating like a coffee percolating, you just sit in it for a while and don't let anybody rush you. However, once you get the hang of this, you, like me, can learn to make decisions so fast other people's heads are spinning. It's amazing. It's all of a sudden I get the hit. I trust myself. I make the decision. And men will just stare at you. How did you make that decision so fast? That felt right. Well, at the beginning, it's not going to feel right one way or the other you're going to go, hmm, I haven't ever given myself a chance to feel into that decision. So here is the, the task. Feel into your decision instead of think into your decision. Instead of writing down your pros and cons, sit and write down, how did that feel? How did that feel? And after a while, you start to notice what your body likes. And it won't just be not doing something. Because it's less scary. All of a sudden, the scary thing might feel way, way better. And once you start making these decisions in little ways, like, what will I eat? Where will I go? And you make it from that point. Like sometimes I get in the car and all of a sudden I can feel, I don't want to be in this car and I don't want to go where I'm going. And all of a sudden I say, oh my goodness, do I need to turn around? And I have turned around. Hmm. It was raining horribly. A couple of weeks ago, we were going to visit my daughter and I couldn't see and I was frightened and my husband was driving and I couldn't, I could say, what do you think, dear? And he was unable to make a decision because he's a guy. He wanted to keep going forward. That's all he knew to do. And he could never say, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to turn around. Men can't do that. So I realized I actually had to make a decision. And I didn't want to go, okay, I think it's way too rough. Let's turn around. That just felt icky masculine, right? So I let myself feel how scared I was. I let myself feel how much I wanted to be with my daughter. And I went, turn around, please. Please turn around. I feel scared. It feels wrong. I don't feel good. And I used that word feel constantly. And I said, please turn around. And he was so grateful to me. He was so grateful. He turned the car around. He grumbled. He grumbled. Right. Cause I, you know, but he was so grateful. That's how you make decisions.
0: That was very helpful to me personally, because I can tend to be very indecisive and drive myself crazy, but <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to that myself because that was brilliant. I loved everything you had to say there. Do you want to move into the, the sanctuary relationship or is there anything else you want? I mean, anything well, you want to say, just... I would love what? to hear it. <laughs>
1: well, why don't we, I, I don't know why, but you're, I do know why. You're inspirational. You're inspiring me. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to toe any line here and answer any, but there are some specific questions we have, I know. But I can go into some deep stuff because I think that's where women are now. I think that's where we are. We're into the deep stuff. We want to go deeper. We're just not happy with just some kind of status quo and getting it. It's like, hmm. There's more than this. So let's talk a little bit about sanctuary relationship, because I think that is the end result that we all want. Yeah, and I have, felt- I've
0: never heard. I've, I, don't, I have no idea what this is. So I'm excited to learn this myself <laughs> from you.
1: Well, you got it. And I'll tell you, actually, my husband and I are sort of working. My husband wrote a book called How to Talk to a Man, which is absolutely incredible, because we started doing masterclasses together. And the book is taking off. And all of a sudden, he is a man as a coach. And he's a man and he has a whole different way of thinking and working than I do, which is very helpful to women to know how, you know, what their man is actually thinking. Hear it from a man. However, I realize that the way I feel here is maybe um, a description of what he feels also, but it doesn't mean the same thing to him. So from my point of view, I have been... Uh, and we're doing relationship styles, too. So my relationship style has always been kind of stay away from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leave me alone. I'm good. I'm fiercely independent is what my husband calls that. I'm fiercely independent. I don't need you. You know, don't bother me. I'm closing the door. And when you do that emotionally, which has been the way I was brought up, boy, you push men away right and left. Not only that, you don't know what kind of man you want. You just go looking for the guy from the magazine ad. You don't know what it feels like (laughs) to have the happiness. You do now. And I do. But every day I run up against my head and I need to go through everything I'm telling you now. So what is a sanctuary? Sanctuary is a safe place. It is a place where I can say anything, where I can show myself at my depths. I can just vomit myself all over the place and you will love me that's a sanctuary relationship. And if we don't have that, I'm always going to feel unfulfilled. This is what all women feel, I believe. If I do not have this feeling that you are my sanctuary, I'm always going to be unfulfilled. I'm always going to wonder if you love me. I'm always going to wonder if you're what else you're interested in. I'm always going to wonder what I need to do. But if I can just basically and I'm using that throw up my emotions Be however I am, show you my depths, then I never need to fight with you. I never need to argue. I never need to be angry. I don't need to do any of that. All I need to do is show you my wants and desires and open it up. This is terrifying to every single woman I have ever met. And I want to tell you that when you start doing it, and I know you have, life changes. So the first thing you want to do is meet a man who wants to agree agree to be a sanctuary for you. And that means you can be however you want. You can dance when things are sad. You can be sad when things are happy. You can be upset. You can cry. You can laugh. And you can you can say, I am feeling angry. And he will go, oh, yeah, let's talk about that instead of run away. That is a sanctuary relationship. And it's incredible. And if you go for that, everything we've been talking about so far, the feminine energy will make sense to you. The whole thing about actually letting him fall into you, because what a man needs more than anything is a sanctuary. He just doesn't know what it looks like and he doesn't know what it is, but you know what? He knows it's you. And you're going to meet a man who knows it's you and he's going to know it's you right away. And all you have to do is realize that you are the one who needs to open up, not him.
0: I just have goosebumps over here hearing you talk about this. I mean, just the other night, uh, my husband said to me, you know, please never hold anything back from me. I want to hear every single thing. If you feel frustrated, if you feel sad, if you're in pain, don't hold anything back. Like, let me, I want to hear everything. You're not bothering me with it. You're not annoying me. I just started to cry because I just that made me feel so moved. I thought it was so sweet. Men really do want that. Uh, How can a woman, let's say she's single and dating, recognize that this is the type of man, oh. uh, right? Or do all men have this capacity and they, it just needs to be unleashed? I would love to hear all your thoughts on that.
1: We all know not all men have that ability.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And, oh, I'm so happy for you and you have the answers. You have, have the answers because you're experiencing it. I, I want to say that every human has the capacity and we could talk about wounded masculine forever, wounded feminine, and we are all wounded. I mean, all you need to do is read the great authors uh, about uh, the hero's journeys and woundedness and illness to understand that everybody is shut down to some degree or other. Everybody has had difficult childhood. Some have not had as much, and are just brilliantly out there. But most of us have been taught to shut down to varying degrees in order to survive, in order to be loved. And we really believe that we need to keep ourselves hidden in order to be loved, which is why your lovely husband said that. He said, I know you've been trained to hold back from me, and I want you to undo that. Well, most men can't say that, but my husband can say that also. Doesn't mean he is aware of it 24 7 and let's let's talk about the difference most men aren't aware that they have that ability because they haven't met women who have asked that of them they've met women who have yelled at them and screamed at them and cried and screamed and been dramatic and that is their basic knowledge of emotion (laughs) that's it yeah not too many men have stood by women who have had horrible losses and actually felt themselves able to encompass their women's their women's feelings and not run away from it. But that is the process a man needs to go through. So what you want to do is notice a man who has had some experience, and here's the word experience, with women that have not, not been uh, horrible and dramatic, who say, I love my sister, or my sister was really upset last year when this happened and I really felt for her. I went to visit her or um, uh, my sister's daughter is listen to a man. Be curious. Listen to how he talks about his experiences. Listen to how he talks about his authority figures. Does he listen to authority figures that may get in the way? Who does he follow? What does he listen to? What is it? What is his experience? And you can ask him out of curiosity. Tell me, you know, I, I, I get sometimes emotional. Sometimes I feel like I'm high maintenance. What do you think about that? Ask him that. And he'll go, Oh yeah, please be high maintenance, please. He'll say, yeah, what do you want to tell me? Well, sometimes I want to share, you know, horrible feelings I have at work. Sometimes I want, I feel really despondent, you know, Uh, how would you feel about me sharing that with you? And then you'll know. Then you'll know. But guess what? you got to be willing to do that first. (laughs) got to be willing to share with him. So that is the process of building this sanctuary relationship. You slowly have to stand in front of a man and share something. So I can tell you that day in and day out, I would much rather be in my masculine energy and block my emotion and not share with my husband and just let it go by. That would be my preference 100% of the time because that's the way I was raised to be safe. And I need to practice just like I want everybody to practice my tools to barely tiny baby step by baby step learn to share the stuff. So you start to share and say, I felt really unsettled today at this phone call. Now, if your man says, oh, yeah, I had a hard time today, too. Now, you know, there's a thing you need to talk about, right? And you listen to him and you go, wow, you know, I really, it's really feels important to me to be heard. And I want to make sure that I get my story across to you. And you keep doing that until he listens. And then you know whether he can listen or not. And then you say, I felt really bad. And he'll say, and he'll try to fix it. Let him go through his things, see what he goes through and see what makes you feel angry and unheard. And then you got to learn to speak to him. You know, when I say something like this to you, I felt really bad when my friend said this. I felt really lost if you would n- just hear me. And I appreciate you trying to fix me. And I just want to feel safe with you. And that's how you build it, slowly. The man who shows up is not going to give you the clue in 10 seconds. I don't care what anybody says. If his features look soft, that's a good clue that maybe he may be open. If, his, if he doesn't look really tense, maybe. But it's also acceptable for him to be totally awkward around you. I got to tell you, looks is a really hard thing for us to overcome. And you got a real winner there. And my, my husband's handsome also. <laughs> and I really want you to kind of look at the looks as just a little piece looks hype because I want to tell you when you get down to a sanctuary relationship, you will be so thankful to me. And I see these days, gorgeous women. They're starting to be with men who can really be there for them. And that's what you want. So keep keep asking questions, keep testing, keep showing yourself, seeing how he reacts and, and working it with him. He's like a babe in training. Unless you meet a guy like Helena's husband, my husband was not fully formed at all, but he was open. He was willing and he's always willing because he loves me. And so he's willing to stand there and take whatever I have to go through in order to get to the want and the desire, like we were talking about before. And then when I say that, then he he hears me and he's able to put these into sentences that, that make a lot of sense for me when I'm in that moment, it's all chaotic And that's the glory of the whole darn thing. Does that sound good? Does it sound like fun? Does it sound possible?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you read my mind. I was going to say, how do you go about creating this or building it? It sounds like such a huge but amazing concept. So I'm loving everything you're saying, and I think men can sort of uh, grow their capacity for this kind of thing, just being with us. Uh, you know, and with my husband, he wasn't even looking to, you know, settle down and get married. He said on our first date, if you had said, you know, are you looking to get married or potentially start a family, he 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 couldn't have honestly told me one way or the other. And within weeks, he knew I was the one, and he was <laughs> such an amazing partner. So sometimes men don't really know what they're looking for until they find it. And then if you are it for him, he will absolutely develop, you know, this huge capacity or, or I guess it sort of gets tapped into. And, and it's just the most amazing partner. But I love what you said. You have to go first. You have to be open with your desires and feelings and, and everything. And that can be difficult, right? So I love everything you shared there. That was just brilliant.
1: Well, same back at you. I thought that yeah. was a real brilliant way to put it. Yeah, he doesn't know what he wants until he meets it, and no matter what the man looks like, sounds like, un- if he makes you feel afraid, analyze that. Maybe he he can handle more of you than you're willing to share. If he if he seems like a player, but he turns you on, maybe that's your fiercely independent side like me and you only want men that aren't going to be able to come close there's all kinds of feelings that uh, certain men will engender in you so what you want to do is see what that feels like don't rely on the turned on please because that <laughs> right. is just a false marker instead start looking for the safety start looking where you feel safe with this guy At first, it'll feel a little nervous making, and then it'll start to feel a little fun. And then he'll have faults and you want to push him away. You will want to push him away. And, and just keep seeing how it feels in terms of safety.
0: But that is the way because we didn't have that initial spark right away. Our first date was pretty awkward. We've talked about this. We kind of ran out of stuff to talk about, you know, that that sort of chemistry had to develop over time. And now it's just off the charts. Incredible. Right. So for women, especially, I believe you can become more attracted and more turned on to a man based on how he feels for you, based on you opening up and seeing how he just loves you and accepts you when you're being your authentic self and sharing everything with him. Right. That's it. That's the magic. You just
1: said it. That yeah. is where the magic happens. And sometimes, you know, it has to happen every single day. And sometimes when even the really great men, and maybe in a couple of years, this will happen for you too, they have moments and they close down and they can't hear. And that's when you need to have the, the skill and the tools and the words and the messages to say, whoa. I just noticed that I felt unsafe right here and I can tell that you're feeling really off as this, you know, and all of a sudden you start to talk about it. You just got to keep talking about it. As my husband says, everything is talkable. Well, yeah, when he said that, you know, it was the clue to me that I could talk about anything. How come I didn't know that before? So I'm telling you everything needs to be on the table from day one And as you start to do that, your own self will develop uh, an openness that you're just shocked about. I'm sure that's what happened to you. All of a sudden you started to feel more open and you didn't know that you were going to feel that way. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened for me. Uh Did it feel scary at a
0: time? A little bit, yeah, just because we got so close so quickly, you know, but I always trusted myself that I could take a step back if something didn't feel right. So I think having that safety net of my own feeling of security deep inside is what allowed me to be open and vulnerable and soft and feminine on the outside, which I think is what allowed him to to come close and see who I really was.
1: There it is. You just more yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> you You knew how to tether yourself to yourself. And how to actually feel the safety factor and your own safety factor and your ability to walk away. And then you allowed yourself just to open up and enter more into the relationship. That's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever even thought about that before. So I'm I'm so glad you asked. That is great. Oh my gosh, Rory, I could just talk forever. I hope you want to do so many more of these episodes with me because this is so much fun for me. I'm loving this so much. Do you want to get to some of these questions? We can just kind of, I know we're running out of time. We can do some quick uh, answers. Sure. I I believe about four questions came through. I did a, a post on the community tab on my YouTube channel earlier and some people had some questions for us. So do you want to get into those? Sure.
1: Sure. I'm okay. here.
0: Sure. Okay. So I'll leave the names off of these, but the first one that came in was how do you exude feminine energy without being too obvious? I thought that was an interesting one.
1: That is, that is a question that I would imagine almost every woman who's, you know, not just deeply into her feminine energy would ask me because essentially you are your feminine energy. So you don't have to exude it exude it becomes a doing becomes uh a do and you don't want to do that so exuding is something you can't help if you just take the shackles off just your, your feminine energy is like you know mom mommy tiger she's just there you are all these things that you are you know you're you're a warrior yes you are you are a feeler a creator you are uh A still person you're in a meditative still space that is all your feminine energy it's all there it's like fireworks it's like the universe expanding and you cannot help but exude it if you take the the lens make the lens clear between you and another person so they can see it and that's basically it You have to be there 100% of the time. So maybe that's something new. We're talking about being in your feminine energy 100% of the time. Not switching into masculine energy when you're at work giving a presentation. Not switching into masculine energy when you're driving a a car 200 miles an hour in a a race. Not uh, turning into masculine energy when you're flying a plane. But using your feminine energy as the intuition, as the inspiration to be brilliant at what you are doing. And then allow your inner boy, your masculine energy, which is there all the time, to serve you by physically and energetically carrying out your desire, carrying out your wish, carrying it out. So essentially, if you're flying a plane, you want, you know, you need to turn left. You know, that is where you want to go to. And you will instinctively, through your training, become the mechanic, will start to fall into play. If you want to clean your room, instead of starting from the top and watching Marie, hey, Marie Kondo talks about do you fall in love with it? You know, mm-hmm. do you love this piece? In other words, you want to feel your way through it. So 100% of the time you are exuding it, but instead of exude, sounds like you're almost like you're pushing it out. How about you just radiating it because you can't help it? Mm. You can't help it, right? You're just going to take all the blinders off. And when you're standing in front of the room at a presentation, you are going to be a girl. You are not going to say, we have a few points here. I'm not, you are going to say, I feel really nervous up here. And, you know, speaking is a big deal. And I feel really excited about this thing we're talking about. Now, I'm very excited to talk to you about, which is they use those words anyway, guys do. So be there. I'm really feeling excited to share this with you. You know, this project is just uh, a, cool with your feelings. Everybody will listen to you. And that is what we do as, you know, gurus out there. What our marketing is, you know, marketing is so masculine oriented out there. Everybody's trying to find the masculine orientation. That's why there are so many people telling you how to market yourself, how to sell. <laughs> but the really good salespeople have always been intuitive, feminine energy people. They've walked in the door. My father used to sell pots and pans. Was used to walk in the door and be with people, talk to them, find out how they cook, you know, sit down, be at home, not be in a rush. Not want to sell. Not get a result. Being, being in feminine energy is not result-oriented. And when you are not result-oriented, you actually get what you want. Same thing with a man. When you see that man over there, if you are adding importance to that man, you will probably end up with him at the night. And it will not be what you want. If you look at that man and your tummy goes flip-flop and you smile funny and crooked, and he sees you, and you feel embarrassed, and you turn red, that's when the potential for a real connection can happen. I think that makes sense. Oh, yeah,
0: (laughs) it's so true. We think if we're feeling awkward or nervous trying to cover that up, and just acting cool and calm and collected pasting a big smile on our face is what's going to make us appear confident but it's just the opposite (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Uh, something you told me a while back is just let them see you shake let them see you be nervous and awkward and and that has served me in in every area of life and it's very counterintuitive so that was a brilliant answer to that I have nothing more to add there because I think that was just so genius do you want to move on to the next question yes um actually this kind of goes into it the next one that came in was asking for feminine energy tips for after work ways to recharge at the end of a long day i imagine if you're using these tools in work you'll probably feel less of a need to recharge that's my initial thought but i'd love to hear your thoughts rory
1: i think you're absolutely right we exhaust ourselves Mm -hmm. when we're doing all day i um Uh, I don't know if I want to go into this or not, but I'm thinking of children, right? So if you have a child, I remember uh, my daughter, uh, a grandchild, and you look at that baby and you all of a sudden stay thousand percent present, just follow that baby around, watch him, see what he does, look at his face, just constantly amazed and let whatever you had to do the rest of that day go out your head. You're just going to come away from taking care of him and feeling all, you know, feeling all the energy that you thought you were using, and you will be automatically lit up. You won't be exhausted. However, if you're constantly fighting, oh, I should be doing this. No, I need to watch him. No, I should be doing this. No, I need to watch him. You will be absolutely exhausted on the floor by the end of that day. And uh, every mom I've ever talked to knows what that feels like, and. That is essentially what being at work is. If you are constantly in a battle between your intuition and your inspiration and what you want to be doing when you want to take lunch and and following rules. And I, when I was a legal secretary, oh, my God, the stress oh, of of following all of other people's basic energy, pointing at me, wanting me to do things in different ways. Uh it, at the difference between that and looking out the window and feeling what you want to feel and in terms of marketing, writing from your heart as you do, Helena, as I do, you, you don't even notice the minutes going by. You're not mm-hmm. even tired. So what I would do to recharge, if you feel exhausted, I would lay down somewhere and I would go, what would be fun? And, it, and if you say, I'll, I'll meet a friend for a drink. Well, does that feel like fun or does that feel like a hassle? Does that feel like a drain or does it feel like a charge? What feels good? If you can focus every moment of every day on what feels good and what doesn't, you'll be able to make decisions upon what feels good and you'll be able to run your life based off what feels good and your inner boy will just start to lead you to what feels good because now he's in sync with you and then you're going to meet a man who's like your inner boy Who just wants to ride, you know, be your servant, be the servant of your feminine energy Mm -hmm. and just be the the driver and the doer. And that's how it works. So the recharge would be, you know, find the fun, find the good feelings. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. I
0: am obsessed with everything you're saying. I like, I say this a million times, but I can't wait to go back and listen to this myself over and over and over. (laughs) That was very helpful for me personally too. So the, uh, the next two questions were a little more specific, but I do get questions about this one all the time. She says, I love your content, Helena, especially when you talk about men from your past coming back when you focus on your feminine energy. I hope you talk a little more about things to do and not do when an ex comes back and we wish for a fresh start. Do we need to talk about the past if we felt hurt by this person? Should we set boundaries from the beginning or just take things slowly? I hear about this all the time. Rory, I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on this
1: one. All right. Well, you know, if you've met a lot, you've heard a lot of exes do get back together successfully and a lot of exes don't. So there's nothing you're going to do that's going to make it go one way or another. So if you could just let go of all the question there involved strategy, right? All those questions, should I do this? Should I go slow? None of that's going to help you because that's probably what damaged the relationship in the first place. You were both strategizing. And remember, we're back to creating a sanctuary relationship where you have the major job of opening yourself up because you are the bringer of feminine energy into this relationship. And if you're not bringing your feminine energy and showing it and letting it hang out and being ugly and being unpleasant and also serene and also peaceful and also deep and inspiring and all those things, nothing's going to happen. He's not going to make a move. Nothing's going to happen. It's all up to you and how open and and fearless about sharing and being a real transparent self, you want to be in this world, not just with him, but with everyone all the time. So if you take that principle, I would say, oh, you showed up. I'm feeling really curious. And I'm also feeling really turned on. And also, I'm feeling like I would really want to kick you. And I really want to kill you. And I hate you. And I want to talk about the past. And I also just want to see a future. Oh, my God, I feel so confused. How about you? How about you just start with that? You just have to be with all of that. And once you stop hiding that, you feel more confident. You go, oh, I can handle that. Yeah, that was a really horrible feeling. And you know what? I made me angry. And as soon as I felt angry, I felt stronger. I felt better. Oh. Maybe I have all of these back and forth, but I can trust that I can manage it. I'm I've made it this far. So some guy comes in, yeah, there's gonna be pain, there's gonna be joy, I can handle it. It'll be all right. I don't want to push it away though. I mean it showed up. Just keep talking to yourself like that. Hey, it showed up. And then you gotta notice the real red flags. That's really important. You don't want to just accept the bad stuff. So right from the beginning, just follow. You know, the very few rules I put out, just follow them, you know, which is don't get exclusively involved, <laughs> it. That's the big one. Just don't get exclusively involved and don't stop dating other men. That will be all you need to stay pretty much uh, okay. And just let him date you just like he's a new guy. Get to know him. Do what we, we talked about. Create the sanctuary relationship by being completely transparent. Right now, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling a block. I'm feeling like I want to hide from you. I'm feeling like I really I want to talk about what happened to us because I feel really angry about it. Just share that, that want, that desire, and then let's see what he does. That's the clue. See what he does. And then as you go along bit by bit, you'll see if you can rely on him. You'll see if he can be reasonably um, responsible. Let's see if he can be the man in your life. Let's see if his woundedness is so big that he's expecting you to take care of him. Yeah, you can get rid of that. You don't need that. We women don't need that anymore.
0: Perfect. I think that's perfect. And then in terms of, you know, do we need to talk about the past? And I think the decision making piece we talked about a little earlier Mm -hmm. would be very helpful for that, because Mm -hmm. I think that could be a moment by moment decision and you're following what feels best rather than having some external rule like, yes, by the second date, you need to bring up the past. It's like following your, your impulses around that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And allow yourself to say things and ask questions that you think you shouldn't because you can't make a mistake with a guy who's right for you trust me in a long-term marriage you're going to make mistakes (laughs) and and i don't even believe in mistakes but you're going to make what you might think now is a mistake you're going to oh it's all unknown doors right it's all unknown opening up your inner self to another human being is really a an original idea you you may have only done it with a man that you knew was going to run away anyway because you felt safe from real intimacy. I mean, there's Mm. so much for us to talk about. But we're all afraid of being surrounded and being enmeshed. We're afraid of being all trapped. Uh, Every day I wake up feeling uh, trapped because that's what I was trained to feel. And then I work through it. I also wake up every day so thrilled to be alive. And I'm just happy. Just happy. And then I notice when I feel trapped and I feel in a, a space that feels kind of cranky, feels kind of crunchy, where's that coming from? You know, and I it's easy for me to get angry or feel anger then. So then I go, well, what the heck am I angry at? And then I realize that I feel frustrated. I feel uh, helpless. I can't change something out there. And sometimes it's big concepts, you know, that I can't change. And then once I get down to the bottom of it and I feel how sad I feel and how helpless, I realize how much power I have as myself. And I realize how much power I have in this moment. Then I realize how important my power in this moment is and how my developing my relationship with my husband is. Then, you know, that's how you do it. Stop working top down, big, you know, concept work down. Start working bottom line, you. You are. The important piece of all of this and your job is to find you in this and as you find you you'll begin to trust you as you begin to speak it and you see the world doesn't fall apart and things happen better that you'll feel better if you go down that feel-good road you will start to trust yourself and then you'll build this whole new thing and guys this isn't a lifelong thing you know you don't have to get a therapist and work for 20 years now you can do this with, with Helena's help and my help and the books. You can do this with practice, you know, quick, a week. You can become a whole different, uh, more available person in a week. It all has to do with your catching, your awareness of what's going on with you.
0: That was so beautiful. I have so much to say on that. but I know we're way over on time already. So let me, let's me let get to this last question that came in really quick. She said, looking forward to this, you two are the best. Can you help me understand my feminine energies role when my husband wants to be open to sleep with other women? We have an amazing, <laughs> I know, we have an amazing 25 year relationship where I have not always been faithful. And he knows this, we are very much in love, but this request makes me uncomfortable. Should it? And what are the pros and cons to allowing this? I'm very curious to hear your response to this, Rory. <laughs>
1: well, first of all, I have uh, best friends who are polyamorous. Oh, wow. So I am, they have an amazing family, and she has dealt with jealousy and she loves her polyamorous relationship. And I also know polyamorous people who are all bound up in strategy and messed up. So who do you want to be? And do you want to be polyamorous or do you just want an open marriage? An open marriage is you do whatever you want. I do whatever I want. Well, you can't really have a sanctuary that way because why? Not because of the, it's because other people are involved, right? As soon as you involve another woman, you're in a polyamorous relationship, whether you're sleeping with her or not. You're sleeping, you know, you are, Mm -hmm. You know, however, maybe you want to examine this thing. Maybe you want a, a, a big family. Maybe you want not only to sleep with your man, but you want to sleep with the woman he's sleeping with. That is kind of off the charts, right? Yeah. I want, you sound like a a woman who's willing to do all kinds of stuff and wants all kinds of things. And you say you have an amazing relationship. How you could have an amazing relationship and believe Uh, this is this is not compute to me if you have an amazing relationship your husband cannot want something that would hurt you that is not part of a relationship he would never want to hurt you so if you would feel hurt or left out or jealous or um bad feelings then you don't want to involve another woman in that do you Those are the questions. Do I want to involve that woman? On the other hand, does it turn me on? Does it turn me on if he sleeps with another woman? And does it turn me on in an abstract way? Well, then maybe we ought to do a lot of role play and, you know, have imaginary women here for him and see if that works out. I mean, maybe that's as far as you want to go. But a real person is a real person. She's a real person. And the men you sleep with are real person. So if I were to work with you or uh, send you to my brilliant coach who is Polly Amerson can actually help you with this because she actually has experience with all of these ins and outs I would just look at your desire here your interest in making the relationship super happy for him and super happy for you in terms of you know, wanting to sleep with other men and how that feels. If it fulfills you, then that's something you want to experiment with. Go ahead, see what happens. If it ends up being painful, well, then you'll know and you'll work it through, but it's not strategy. There's no way you are going to work through this by deciding pros and cons because there's no such thing. You're, you're, you're way ahead of everybody else and you have to either become a, a person who actually wants all this and uh, is going to go through the emotional ups and downs of having a a polyamorous experience, an open relationship is not the same thing for me because then he is not connected to you when he's being sexual with another person. That's the difference. If he's not connected to you while he's being sexual with another person, you're, you're, you're not in a relationship at that moment. That is not the same thing as him having a job or going out to dinner with somebody. Mm. Hmm. Whereas um, if you're going to be connected to the sexuality between he and another woman, then you're open to that choice and you get to have it if you want. You do. I bet that was not the answer you expected. (laughs) I
0: I love everything you had to say. I love, I knew you were going to say the pro- throw the pros and cons list out the window because this is a much <laughs> deeper thing, right? Same with the last question, the do's and don'ts. I mean, this is, it just goes so much deeper than that. That was so perfect. I I, I had no idea how to even start with that question, but I love everything you had to say there. I think that's going to be really, really helpful to anyone who, who's in a similar situation. So this was great, Rory. I hope you want to do more of these with me. This was so much fun. The time just flew by and how can people work with your coaches or get access to you. I know you have a lot of amazing things going on right now, and I would love to hear about all of them and include links in the description of this
1: episode, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, I am all about healing the planet. That's just it's developed over the years that that actually has been my goal. You can kind of tell by all the wonderful coaches who've stuck with me, like you, who have who have stayed in my Realm that that's what I want. And so I've created Siren School where you can get coached. And if you want me, you can uh, join Rct or Love Forever. So just go to coachRory.com. Coach Rory, all one word.com. Look around, come to the feminine energy workshop. That's an amazing thing. It costs like lunch, like $17, a big lunch. And uh and see what interests you and fill out the contact forms or just email me rory at coachrory.com, and you'll get an answer pretty quick you you may get an answer from the siren school director who is uh, brilliant and you may get an answer from me at an odd moment you never know and one way or another you can get involved and there's just a lot of stuff there there's a lot of stuff on my youtube channel there's a lot of stuff on my tiktok channel just everything you want ask me if you need something like if you have a question like this, write it on one of my YouTube videos or send me an email and uh, you'll get an answer of some kind. And there's got to be a program or some kind of master class or the feminine energy workshop that is affordable for you and is the, an- will give you the answers to your particular, very unique situation. You are just like these questions that we answered. You are unique. And your situation is like no one else's. And your style of talking and being transparent is going to be like no one else's. And that's why it's so important that you be open and transparent. Because this world and this universe is all in some kind of balance, and equilibrium, if you are here. If you are actually here and your energy is actually expanding into the energy around you. And I would love to know you. So just come, contact, we'll let you know whatever you can get, whatever you can participate in and hopefully we'll just become part of a bigger, bigger, bigger community. And if you want to be a coach, let me know.
0: I was just going to say, yeah, I know uh, you're still offering coach training that I personally went through eight years ago. I uh, actually, Rory, I just interviewed in my last podcast episode, Rachel Cheryl, who's a recent graduate of RRCT. I obviously highly recommend that to anyone. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I can include links to that too in the
1: description of this. Uh, you, it's, there's, I think, a page in the menu on coachrory.com that has the whole page about it. It's very long. So uh, if you want specifics, fill out one of the forms and somebody will get back to you with, you know, the exact price, the exact everything. Um, it's a big deal. You know, it's the thing that's my heart's in most. So you get to show up and work with me every Monday for 22 weeks and you get personal time. You get personal time in your personal life. Nobody gets out of RCT without working on their personal love life also. <laughs> And Rachel's a great example. I mean, uh, now we're getting RIC tiers who are very successful in social media, but have no uh, idea how to build a business out of that or how to coach people. And it's like working backwards. So we can work that way too. And uh, Rachel's now, you know, basically burgeoning with programs. And, and it's just an amazing thing. And however you come in, a lot of women come in just you know, wanting to talk to women and feeling that they could have a a small coaching practice, like a small massage therapy practice. And you know what? You can. It's so much more fun (laughs) Mm and you get to do it from home. So whatever you want, that's what I am most interested in. And yeah, it's fun for me. This is my fun is helping you imagine who you want to kind of be publicly, how you want to run this part of your life, what it's going to look like and actually making it look like that, which is basically you're the creator, you're the sculptor and we're just floating inspiration constantly and making it concrete because you actually end up with concrete things, websites and, you know, it's it's fun. It's serious fun and I would not do it if it wasn't fun. And if you (laughs) really are in an urgent situation right now, Um, You can try RCT because we'll work with you on that stuff, but you can also find other ways to get to us that uh, because we have some top level coaches like Naomi Thompson, who is Michelle Manley. They are uh, social media superstars already. It's uh, a fun thing everybody wants to teach <laughs> <laughs> and they're all really phenomenal and they're all really all really super fun they're my you know my my work i guess we're all together and i would love to invite you in as part of my community and help you be and do and have whatever it is you want
0: so great. I mean, obviously, RRCT changed my life forever in, in every possible way. <laughs> Make sure to tell Rory that you you heard about that through this podcast interview. If you want to email me, if you have any questions about my experience with it. I know you have some amazing master classes, too, where the replays are available and there's course material. So I'll include links to all of that in the description, just right underneath where you're listening to this. Rory, this was incredible. I hope you want to do more. This was just so much fun. Thank you. I love everything you shared. I know this is going to help so many women.
1: Thank you, Helena. I am so delighted just to be interacting with you. It's super fun. It's super fun. It feels yeah. good.
0: So much fun. Yeah. So for everyone listening, make sure to hit the follow button on my podcast homepage. So you don't miss any future episodes. If you're listening on Spotify, it just says follow in all caps. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, click the three dots in the top right corner, and then click uh, follow after that and make sure to leave me a review too. And let me know how you're liking my podcast episodes. I always love hearing from you, Rory, we should definitely do this again soon. This was a blast. And I love everything you shared. Thank you so much.
1: Bye bye. You're so welcome.